morning, friends. I'm an addict named Pat. Um, so by the grace of my higher power, the uh, 12 Steps Fellowship of NA and, and my family and sponsorship, I haven't had to use, um, and I've been clean since January 27, 2003. And for that, I'm forever grateful. So, so over time, overnight, Brian was asking me, what are you going to talk about? And I, I, I didn't know. I, you know, I done a little bit of praying and thought about it and decided to not plan, um, get out of my own way. So I'm going to ask you uh, a question. Don't answer it. Think about it. It's the same question that was asked me by my first sponsor when I came in. And then I'll, I'll tell you my answer later, and then I'll tell you my answer today um, and see if we can kind of relate. So picture yourself on a deserted island. There's no way to get off the island. There's no communication, no tech stuff, right? And uh, your drug of choice, we'll say that, is there. So if you're anything like me, my drug of choice was yours, and I was a pig, and it didn't matter what it was. So I could come up and surmise and say, well, you know, but really, whatever it was that, that, that you were into, that was there, and it was plentiful. Couldn't get rid of it. There's no toilet to flush it. There's no... It's always there, right? Can't get off. It's it's there. So what are you going to do? So just hold on to that thought. So um, just uh, just to give you a little bit about myself, um, I was uh, I was born at a very early age. <laughs> my my uh, my li- life's uh, savings I invested in a pogo stick at the age of twelve. My life's been going up and down ever since. So uh, I was born, and uh, and then I was given up for adoption, and I was adopted into a uh, into a military family, and and life was quite uh, relatively normal, um, as it can be in a military family. Um, my parents, I don't think, uh, even today, are, are one of us. Um, they uh, they drank uh, alcohol on a, on a social level, and it wasn't uh, something that uh, I could relate to today. Um, However, um, there was always a bit of me, you know, something missing in, in me, and I, I went and looked for different things, whether it was spiritual or through friends or, you know, uh, negative ways of getting attention. Um, but somewhere along the line, at an early age, I found I found dope in, in many different forms, and, and I got a really good uh, um, connection there. It was my newfound friend. Um, I felt like Mighty Mouse, uh, you know, and I was, I was, I was just a great power to be. <clears throat> and then, uh, as you all can imagine, you've probably all gone through the same thing. That didn't last uh, too long, and I was on a downward spiral. So um, I was given a choice. You know, there's the talks in our literature about jails, institutions, and death. Well, I was uh, two out of three. Um, so I came into the rooms uh, hoping that you guys would teach me how to use successfully and, uh, and get away with it and not lose my family and my friends and my job and so forth. Um, but that didn't happen, you know. Um, I came to my first meetings uh, high and I left high. And the one thing, uh, the grace of, uh, of NA is, is that uh, you just had a simple desire. And you guys welcomed me and I felt welcomed even when I was high. Um, and I kept coming back, keep coming back, right? Um, so the one thing, this topic is over, over time, not overnight. 
Um, one thing I can tell you in my experience is that this is a process. It's not an event. And my whole life I was looking for an event. Still today. You know, there's things I want, things I want them now. Um, so I still, uh, I still at times um, behave inappropriately. Um, Pat is Pat. I'm an addict. I'm always going to be Pat. And I'm always going to be an addict. Um, what I have today is some, some tools that give me a little bit of buffer time in between being an asshole and being who I ought to be, right, or who I'm meant to be. So uh, one of my, my favorite quotes is, uh, I can either be a great example or a horrible warning. We need both, right? So, uh, so I, I, I choose to be the example. Um, we have, I, I've gone through a divorce in recovery in my first couple of years, and the, uh, the fellowship um, helped me through that. The 12 steps helped me through that. Sponsorship helped me through that. Um, I didn't have to pick up through that time. Um, I think anybody who's experienced a divorce is probably one of the hardest things to go through emotionally, um, and I didn't use. So the, 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 the program works. It, uh, it, um, it allowed me to stay clean, and um, I'm here today. I got married in the fellowship. Uh, my wife's here today. Um, she's in a, in a different fellowship, and I'm in my fellowship, and we today together we're, you know, work on ourselves and walk in, and together in a journey of life. Um, she's a gift to me today. Um, she's a gift to my children. So we have six children. Three from previous marriages. It's a Brady bunch. Um, I did not get a minivan. So, uh, and and our our joke between the two of us is who took who hostage, right? Um, so so I'll tell you what I'll tell you a little bit of experience on on what what uh, what I do and what's going through with uh, this um, overtime and overnight. Um, very, very selfish, self-centered individual, and and so I wouldn't pick a friend unless they had something to offer me. You know, bottom line, I didn't hang around with anybody unless I was getting something from you. Um, and the fellowship has taught me that that friendship is much more than that. You know, there's no way that I can walk this life and be an example by always taking from somebody. So. Um, what I do now is if somebody asks for a ride, I, I offer, you know. Um, if, if somebody's in, in dire straits and, I, and I'm uh, a sponsee or a prospect is, is calling me, I answer. Um, I'm getting more out of it by getting outside of myself. The, um, the thing about, uh, about, about me is that uh, I always, that prestige of always wanting to look good, feel good, drove me. Um, and it was at everybody else's expense. Ended up being at my own, but it was at, at, at any, any means that I could do to get something um, to look good, I would do it. And if it meant throwing you under the bus, hell, I'd even drive the bus, you know. Um, so... My first sponsor um, taught me a lot of things around um, just getting through the moment, you know. Um, 
a lot of prayer, a lot of reading, pen to paper. Uh, we were talking this morning, you don't see a lot of pen to paper anymore. And, and um, what it did is kept me busy. First tested my willingness, then tested my commitment, and then it went on to um, learning how to live, how to apply a new way of, of living to my life. Problem is, is Pat doesn't like that four-letter word, work. So um, eight years went by. I don't recommend this to anybody. If you're relatively new, do not try this. It was hell. Eight years went by before I actually did a thorough fourth step. And 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 again, by the grace of my higher power and the fellowship, I I stayed clean. Um, again, I don't recommend that. I'm a little stubborn. Um, and, and I have a high pain threshold. So pain in, in emotional pain and pain in, 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 in physical, it's kind of like that, that frying pan that's white hot. I would do something, pain to me is a motivator, even today, I will only do something if that fire, if that fire gets hot enough to turn that pan white. And maybe I'll do something because that balance is like this, right? It's like, Here's the balance of life and recovery, and I'm living okay, and then I'm not doing the two things. I'm not going to meetings, I'm not calling my sponsor, I'm not um, helping another addict, I'm not doing service work, I'm not, you know, and, and it goes like this, and then I'm feeling pretty shitty, right? So then I start doing the things I'm doing, and, and, and life starts balancing out, and then I start feeling really good again, and it's like, and, then, and, it's, and somebody forgot to tell me there was a hole in that fucking bucket, right? <laughs> And that's the way it is. It's like, you know, Pat's life is like even, you know, and even today, not so much like this. We're in the first. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little more subtle, right? But it's, it's there. It's what I put into it is what I'm going to get out of it, right? And um, so I had to live in one moment at a time, one second at a time, because I, I, all I, I didn't, I lived like as if all I had was time fact of the matter is I'm getting older and I'm not so healthy and the kids are getting older and I don't have a lot of time so what is it that I want to do what am I willing to lose um, that journey took a long time a journey of I was forever trying here's my here's my life and here's my here's recovery and even from the you know fake it till you make it coming into the rooms I was always trying to fit my recovery into my life. And that was okay. I mean, it did that for a while. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't a sustainer, but it worked for a little while. I, at one point, I think it was around eight-year mark, nine-year mark, I wasn't really getting, like I was doing the, I did the textbook stuff, and I was, you know, I know the program, I know the, 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 the concepts and the traditions, and, you know, I'm trying to, trying to live a good life, but I wasn't getting... I lost a connection with my higher power and I lost a connection with my sponsors. So I chose and I, it was time to make a decision and I, and I went on a different journey and got a new sponsor. And that's okay. It's, 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 it's okay to do that. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you're going to be a heart surgeon. You may not go to, to, to University of Toronto. You may go to three universities to get that specialization, right? I think recovery is like that too, you know. I may have to get a, a different sponsor. I may have to try a different home group. Um, but I can tell you that that moment was switched for me. It was. It's now. Um, my recovery comes first. First and foremost. It's Mother's Day weekend. You guys know it, right? We're all here. My recovery comes first. 
So now I'm fitting my life into my recovery. And that, again, is a process. It took time because I'm selfish. I wanted my things. I want my way, right? But I wasn't doing anything about it, and it wasn't getting anywhere, and I was miserable. And, uh, and at, at that point, it's when I started to apply some new principles and change. Some of the things I would do is I had... Uh, so six kids, it's challenging on, on, on personalities, all different personalities, and not doing what Pat wants to do, and, and the iron fist is down, and they're going to challenge me. So I can either uh, beat the kids, take the pillow off when they start turning purple, right? Or I can take them fishing, right? So my head, it was like, and what I mean by that is, here I got a, here's a, here I got a, a boy who's, uh, who's uh, special needs, and he's not doing his homework, and you know, I've got, look at, I'm a parent, it reflects on me, I'm not feeling, and this committee starts going, right? A couple squirrels, but I got a fucking committee up here. And, and I mean, I must not be a good parent, so the things that, that I do now is like, try and calm that stuff down. But really, what is it that Ben needs? What's my son need, right? He needs dad. So I, I, I take him out fishing, and we have that moment, and we talk. Through that interaction, I can start using the, the, the program and talk to him about what's going on and what's really ticking. Try to give him some of the tools that I have. The other day, my uh, my other son, so he's really, uh, and I, boy, when I look at him, I look at myself, and I go, and then I get even more angry, right? So two calls from the police, a suspension, a change of school, and it's, and, and, and I'm, now I'm fully raged, right? Thing is, is that this little boy is really screaming out for help, right? And it's not really a reflection on me. I mean, I have a part in that, but it's not a real, it's not really a reflection. There's a history behind that, son, and what, what's going on. Chemical imbalances, you know, uh, parental issues, you know, divorces, whatever, all that sort of stuff. So he needs, you know, my attention. So uh, so I like hockey. I'm a Habs fan. I know. I am a Habs fan. They're going to win tonight. Yeah. yeah, they are. My thumb is, is, is now got a callus on it, and it's numb because we got 2015 NHL for the PS3 for my son, and here I am with my son, and I... We're playing until on the weekends until like two in the morning, you know. But that's okay. I mean, if it, today it's video games. Yesterday it was it was it was uh, fishing, or back in the day it was you know something else. Point is, is that I'm 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 being a parent, and he's getting some of the the attention that he needs um, from from me, um, and that's giving back and. You know, it's like my, my sponsor used to say. You know, uh, you know, I passed the Toronto Dominion Bank and I didn't I didn't rob it. Good for you. That's just appropriate behavior, right? Or my mom's sick and uh, you know she's 80 years old in an old age home and, and I'm going to visit her every day. Well, good for you. But that's just appropriate behavior. But see, I'm an addict, and to me, that's not. For my, my norm, that wasn't appropriate behavior. It's not what I did. Right? I had to change that and apply some new principles in order for it to be appropriate behavior. So, and the reason why I'm telling you that that stuff is is that's um, that's my journey of, of of always trying to take and not give back. Um, 
So for the time that I was using in my, in my active addiction, I was pushing and running and pushing my family away. I didn't want to be near my family. And, and uh, even so today, um, I don't tolerate certain things any longer. You know, we get, we, we're in with family and we get, we're in a, in a, in a level of, of comfort zone and security, but yet we've still hurt them maybe or, or whatever and they may challenge us and, and poke at us and, and they may be inappropriate and I'm still sensitive. So I don't, I don't tolerate that and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach my parents and my family how to, how to treat me in an appropriate way. So I still kind of keep them at bay. But I'm, um, I'm growing, and I don't like that. So the other day, I haven't seen my parents in uh, three quarters of a year because they fly south for the winter, and I dropped the card off to my mom on Thursday. And uh, we are just talking and catching up on, on, on things. And uh, I turned to my mom, and I said, you know, and I, I didn't make an amends with them yet. See, I've, I've, the amends, it's a process. Right, and I've made a lot of amends, and I and I there's a lot of people still on my list, and I gotta go and make these amends. But if I make my amends to my mom and dad, that I better be sure that I'm going to act on that, right? And part of that amends is me omitting myself to them, right? I wasn't giving them myself, so if I'm making an amends to them in a proper form, then and that's part of my amends, then I better be rest assured to step up to the plate, be that example, and be available to my mom and dad. So. Uh, I didn't make the amends, but I but I did I did uh, start open a door and and I was we were talking and I you know I'm 46 years old and my parents are you know getting pushing their 70s and there's health issues and stuff and, and I looked at them and I said I don't like this relationship you know I don't um, so I said I need to commit to something and I need to commit some dad you and I need to go golfing you know mom and I need to go for dinner or something we need to get. You know, and, and my mom was overwhelmed. You could see that emotional bridge where she's about to cry and she's smiling, right? And she said, okay then. So it's, it's, you know, 12 years in the making and here I am in that process of pushing them away, coming into recovery, keeping them away because, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden coming to a point in my life saying, you know what? Fuck it. It's not about me. It's not about me. Although, although I want to think it is, it's really not about me. My higher power is teaching me that. It's, it's, it's about um, being of maximum service. But define I can redefine maximum service to meet my needs, right? How much time have I got? Um... <laughs> So uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you a little story. Um, my uh, my mom and dad um, they um, they had my daughter or my daughter my my sister and for four years they tried to have a baby and they couldn't have a baby so they adopted me and then right after they adopted me they, they got pregnant. So I'm the middle child of, of two two sisters, both of them biological, and I'm I'm the adoptive one. So it was it was uh, I used that as leverage when we got into fights and stuff. My younger sister would be like, 
well, I was chosen. I'm the chosen one. You know, my older sister was like, well, you weren't enough, right? And I would use that to gain um, any kind of, la any kind of, uh, uh, um, you know, to pick at my sisters and to pick at my parents. Um, that behavior was well before I started using, well before. So I think it was, I think I was always an addict. It was just a matter of placing something inside of Pat and then the, you know, that allergy kicked in and I couldn't stop once I started. So, you know, we're at, we're at, we're at uh, dinner at my parents' place and they, they don't, like I said, they don't get it. And they're, they're, they're drinking and my sister pushes her, her glass of wine out in front and she says, I'm, so what are you doing? She says, I'm full. Exactly. What the fuck do you mean you're full? <laughs> I mean, I get, I get it after a plate of spaghetti and meatballs. I'm full, right? So, and they, and that, and that's it. I didn't relate, just as they can't relate to me. So, we all get it. And for the first time in my life, when I came into Narcotics Anonymous, is the first time I actually felt part of something. You know, I was joking when I came in here, and then there was a message to why I was telling you the story. Is because I have the two biological sisters, and I'm in the middle. I felt like an Oreo cookie, right? I'm standing between my wife and a friend, and they're both French. I'm English. I feel like an Oreo cookie, right? When I'm in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous, I don't feel like an Oreo cookie. You know, I feel part of, and we can be at different ages, different sexes, different religions, whatever, you know, whatever, and I feel part of, and I think the speaker last night spoke highly of that, about things that, you know, happened in, in, in her life, things that happened in my life that um, normally I would have just at the at default setting would have been picked up and used, but being in Narcotics Anonymous, surrounded by you people, surrounded by recovery, um, allowed me to get through to this point. I always said that the, you know it's like it's like climbing a mountain. Some people may go around in circles. Some people may zigzag. Some like zip line. Some might fly up. You know, um, the point of it, and the principle is that we're all trying to get to the top, right? And that's that's what I feel as as recovery. There may be if the principles are always the same, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's my journey, right? I wouldn't recommend the path that I chose. But it's my journey. Down in the States, when they build a university today, they build all the buildings and everything like that, and the last thing that they put in place are the walkways. They allow the students to trudge along and make the path. And then they put the walkways according to where the paths are. That's how I see recovery, you know? The people before us have made the pathways for us. And uh, it's just a matter of applying that and, uh, and, and, and moving forward. So I want to try something different. Um, I need a volunteer, though. Cool. Can you bring a chair up? Your name? Andrew or Pat? Yes, I'm sure you want to hug. I love hugs. Hugs, not drugs, right? So, Andrew, can you try and pick up that chair for me, please? No, okay. Can you put it down, please? I'd like you to try and pick up the chair for me, please. 
Okay. Thanks. Give me a hand. So what I've done, my sponsor had suggested removing the word try from my vocabulary. You either do or you don't. There is no try. Now, when I first came into recovery, I mean, I had to try, right? It's all I knew. It was seconds and whatever moments. Today, I remove the word try from my vocabulary the best that I can um, in order to do or don't. Um, the other suggestion was that uh, I, I have to. I have to go to a meeting. I have to pick up so-and-so before the meeting. I have to take my kids to the soccer game. I have to. As soon as I use the word have to, it becomes a burden. When I remove that word have to, it's no longer a burden. I'm going to a meeting. I'm going. A couple things that I'm, I'm doing differently today. So I asked you all to think about you're on a deserted island. Your drug of choice. You can't get off the island. You can't get rid of that drug. What are you going to do? So my response to my sponsor at that time was, I'm going to burn it. I'm going to, you don't have matches. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to chop it. You don't have a knife. I'm going to flush it down. You don't have a toilet. I don't. And that was when I, you know, the first couple months that I was in. And I used those different answers through many years. Probably eight. And then my, my answer has now changed. So I'll tell you what my answer is today. Pray. It's the only thing I got. Keep coming back. Thank the speaker on behalf of uh, Narcotics Anonymous. It's going to be Blair W. right here. Hi, everyone. I'm um, Blair. I'm a grateful recovery addict. Um, I, I just want to ask a question. How, how many here are here at a convention for the first time? Raise your hands. Wow. All right. Wow. Good for you. I'm here for the first time in my first convention too, so uh, I have to say, Pat, you uh, you blew me away with your your sharing. And uh, normally, when I hear a speaker, I think the big part of the NA program is sharing, right? So we can relate. And uh, I love hearing people's stories. And uh, normally, I get at least one or two very key messages. I really relate to your story because I'm an Air Force brat, grew up. Used to be a Montreal Canadiens fan, but I'm a Senators fan now, so I kind of win both and both. But I think what I really related to your story, Pat, was the uh, it, it is not uh, an event; it is a long journey, and and you define the journey. But the beauty of this program, which you've shared, is you have very different ways of paths that people have gone before you and have helped you at every stage of your recovery. And it might have taken eight years might have taken two years, might take 20 years, but if you keep coming back, you know you're going to get the message, and I definitely got your message today, so thank you so much for sharing, and uh, my heart to you. Thank you. Thanks, Larry. 
Okay, I guess we're going to close the meeting on thank, uh, thank you on behalf of ARCA 28 for everybody participating tonight. Uh, we'll form a circle, read, uh, read uh, and we'll read the, just for today, um, the wee version of the serenity prayer.